Doctors are doing it. Nurses are doing it. Governors are doing it. Now it's time for financial services institutions to deliver on empathy. To tell us how that's done and why it matters, we have Jill Homan, the president of Deep Target. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate, actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic coming to you from the deep underground shelter-in-place bunker at Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago. And today on the podcast, we have Jill Homan. Jill is the president of Deep Target. That's a solution provider that utilizes data mining and business intelligence to deliver targeted communications across digital channels. Jill has extensive experience in executive leadership with leading technology and financial services organizations. Prior to joining Deep Target in 2014, Homan worked with Intergraph Corporation, Mobular Technologies, and also served as a business consultant. And Jill, welcome to Bankadelic. Thank you. Good morning, Lou. One of the things that isn't being talked about enough in the midst of COVID is empathy. Now, of course, we hear a lot about empathy with nurses, doctors, families that are struggling, but not within financial services, though that discussion is ripe. Tell us about why you think it matters so much. Sure, Lou. Empathy is really about understanding the needs of people. So being in tune with their feelings and their stories and what they're going through, it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel the same way or that you can even agree with how they feel but it absolutely means you appreciate what the other person is going through. Is having the ability to look through their glasses at a point in time, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. You know, the overarching thing is that it provides a support for a greater focus and it helps you remove obstacles, but if you can't completely remove obstacles, it at least allows you to provide support and understand them. So there's kind of four big deal things I think result from having this empathy. Yeah, could you share those? The first one is a trust develops both ways between the leader and the employee. And then the second thing that happens is, Lou, it allows for failure. So it takes away this element of blame and fear. Employees are not afraid to try new things and innovate. The third thing is it drives a greater employee commitment because there's recognition of that investment. And then the fourth thing, and I think this might be the most important thing, is employees then begin modeling that same care externally. And for us, that's within the banks and credit unions that we support. So it's trust center, intentional listening, enabling, connecting, and respecting. Does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. And it would seem to me that doing this now in a very acute crisis will have long-term benefits that will forever change the culture and the way that a financial institution relates to its customers. I think this is very much a time of reassessment 
of thought, of even having the opportunity to think about how we want to be treated, right? And how we want that reciprocal nature of understanding going on between bank, credit union, and external community. So I don't think it's too late by any form or fashion. And I honestly think it's a really good time to be introspective about those cultural things. To really move the ball forward, we need to know what to do and in what order to do it. Take us there. Yeah, absolutely. And really, there are three things. The first is frequent communication and understanding of your business. And what I'm going to say next, I think, is most important at all levels. My role as president of a company means that I have to define the long-term vision and align employees' short-term goals. You know, for us, that means understanding things like impact of a customer going live on the bottom line, right? And impact of retention on long-term success. So what I found is a combination of that understanding of the business and clarity of roles leads to excellence. When we can successfully do that, the employee's role becomes more than a job. A passion develops, right? And they're really connected with the overall mission of the company. So that's thing one. Thing two, and I think this is extremely important, is ensure that you celebrate success. You know, for us, when we bring on a new bank or credit union as a customer, we ring a bell. We beat a drum when a bank or credit union goes live. When good things happen at Deep Target, what do we do? We beat the drum. (laughs) We beat the drum. That's right. (laughs) I love it. I'm sorry. Go on. The third thing is investment in the community and each other. My vacation policy is take what you need. It was this way before the crisis, and it's this way now. And so I worried about that, quite frankly, a little bit, because I have a lot of young people that work for me, fresh out of college, that don't understand accruing two weeks of vacation and managing a sick leave policy. But what I've learned is as we weave in these types of practices, that vacation policy of take what you need has been very much appreciated, and it hasn't been abused. Sometimes the risk is that we can talk a game of empathy, right? But we have to follow through with the actions. Employees are smart, right? They're going to know when a supervisor or company really cares about them and is listening. That's such a great point. And I'll tell you, that was probably one of the biggest influences of me as a very young person. When I had my first child, I was a young engineer working at the time, and I had not really made up my mind, right, if I was going to come back full time after I had that baby. So the thing that happened for me, and this had tremendous influence on the leader that I've become, I was called in before I went on maternity leave. And my manager said, you know what, you are valuable. We appreciate everything you are doing And we want to work out whatever you need. So if you need to work remote for a time or, you know, whatever makes sense, let's figure that out. And I'll tell you just that conversation and that willingness to not have it be about the butt in the seat, but have it to be about what is accomplished. That really was a pivot for me. I remember saying to my husband, this firm really cares about me. They appreciate what I do. I'm going back. You know, 
fantastic you had that experience, but for a lot of bosses, empathy is hard. It's hard because it's emotion. And I'm going to throw this out there, especially with women in leadership roles. Absolutely. Perceived as a weakness. And I'm here today. I'll contend on your show. It's not a weakness. It's actually a strength to be able to dig in, be empathetic. And remember what I said up front. It's not necessarily agreeing with the worldview of an employee or how they're handling things. But it's putting on those glasses for that point in time and saying, what is needed to drive a focus for this employee so we can accomplish our mission? And that's going to make that employee more productive. Does that resonate? If we're heard, we feel appreciated. When we feel appreciated, we feel loyal. When we feel loyal, we go the extra mile. And when we go the extra mile, we're able to produce things that the people above us and the people around us may not believe. Why are you doing that? Why do you work so hard? Why are you so committed? Well, it begins with everything that you're talking about. So yeah, it resonates. Fantastic. We had a program that was embraced and driven by our employees called Deep Target Cares. Even as a small fintech, we were able to come together and I would not only encourage, I would pretty much demand, you guys have to drive this. I want to know what's important to you. So we would take up causes in the community, things like one of us has a personal connection to Lou Gehrig's disease, so raising awareness and funds for research there. Having an approach where you've got that connection with the employees. And then the third thing is creativity. And I think this really drives empathy in the workplace. There's two things we do that I think are a bit different from a lot of fintechs and from a lot of banks and credit unions. We really work with talented interns and fresh outs from college. But then the different thing is we also work with a lot of talented retired people that are just in a different season, that have so much value, so many skills. So it's that creativity of bringing all that together, investment in community and in each other, internal and external. So that's kind of the three things that I think are needed to drive that empathy in the workplace. You have developed this fantastic resource, the Critical Community Outreach Quick Start Package. I'd love to hear more about it, and I'm sure our listeners could really benefit from hearing more. Absolutely. One of the things that happened for us that Monday when we all went remote is we had to decide what and who and how we were going to handle ourselves during this time and how are we going to continue to display the character that we have as company. So Lou, one of the things that we decided on day one really was we're going to pivot our mission to helping. We have over 230 banks and credit unions that have invested in us as a fintech. And so the message to our employees that we all agreed on was it was our time to help them. So on day two, we said we have to focus on our banks and credit unions in the context of what they're going through. We're backing off of sales unless those are being requested. You know, we're backing off of implementations because of what they're going through. We introduced and announced on day three of that remote work week when we all started back in mid-March, the Deep Target Critical Community Outreach Package. We're integrated with 14 different digital banking platforms. So we went in and got our designers on board. The recognition was banks and credit unions were finding themselves as a trusted 
key lane alongside medical and alongside food. And I personally believe banks and credit unions are the most equipped digitally and have the most established trusts to do that. So this critical outreach package has things in it that they can use already predefined critical community messaging. Where are the COVID-19 test centers going on? Who are the SBA approved lenders in the community? Where are food distributions happening? My community school is over 50% reduced in free lunches. That's a big deal thing, right? So there's over 30 of those in there that they can use as is. They're linked and already established the messaging to CDC information and reputable sites, and they can take it and use it. So we announced that day three and we rolled it out day five. We've had over 50 banks and credit unions tell us we're using it or intending to use it and gotten a lot of positive feedback from that. So that's an empathetic way to you know reach out to the community. One thing that was important to me is that our guys, they not get idle and feel unimportant, right? Because nobody was wanting to do anything new or respond. So this was an immediate pivot to something that we could do to invest in those that have invested in us. Empathy needs to be more than head nodding. It needs to be hand holding. I don't often say this. I've learned a lot listening to you today, how empathetic I can become. That's really gonna be a test of time. I gotta see if I can put this wisdom to good work. Thank you for making the time to be on Bankadelic today. Thank you for having me, Lou. Jill Homan is the president of Deep Target. You can look for Jill on LinkedIn. Please be sure to visit Deep Target's LinkedIn and Twitter pages and the company website. That address is deeptarget.com. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. So what was it that Joe Homan said today? I wasn't listening. Oh, that's right. Empathy involves listening. And what else did we learn today on Bankadelic? Here to give you the recap, we have three, three bullet, bullet points. points. Number one. Empathy is really about understanding the needs of people. It doesn't necessarily mean that you feel the same way or that you can even agree with how they feel, but it absolutely means you appreciate what the other person is going through. Number two. 
So what I've found is a combination of that understanding of the business and clarity of roles leads to excellence. When we can successfully do that, the employee's role becomes more than a job. A passion develops. Number three. I'll contend on your show, it's not a weakness. It's actually a strength to be empathetic. And remember what I said up front, it's not necessarily agreeing with the worldview of an employee, but it's putting on those glasses for that point in time and saying what is needed to drive a focus for this employee so we can accomplish our mission. And now here are Lou's views. If the COVID-19 crisis has proven anything, it's this. An overwhelming number of work-at-home policies were draconian, forcing workers to stay in place with a butt in a seat, a scenario right out of a Dilbert cartoon. Work at home, while it is a privilege, is also one that a good employee will fight to keep and do so by producing over and above what is asked of them. And if you don't believe that, essentially you're treating that employee like a child who can't be trusted. I speak from experience having been a supervisor and watching other supervisors around me do the boss charm school flex and say, well, if you have a repairman coming over or something, that's one thing, but otherwise, how's that for innovation? Meanwhile, those belittled employees start to surf Amazon and they fume inside at being told what to do and not having any input. If we were to learn anything from Jill Homan's observations today, it's that first we need to listen to our employees and we make them feel like stakeholders in decisions that are made. That's how we show employees that they are valued and make them feel good and motivated to do their best work on behalf of our companies. Working at home when appropriate feeds the bottom line. Absolutely no question about it. And if you didn't like work at home before and you see that it's getting results out of necessity, it's time to step back, reconsider, and recalibrate. This is what innovative companies do, and you should too. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and find me sheltering in. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of Karma Productions Worldwide, Chicago.